Hello, everybody. This is Barry Feeker with the Topeka Rescue Mission. You're listening to our community, our mission, a podcast of Topeka Rescue Mission. Good morning, Marion Crable and Lamanda Broyles. Good morning. Good morning. Today is the podcast 126 on the 24th of May of 2022. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing 126 podcasts. You know there's always a quiz, right? I, okay. I know. So you're ready for the and quiz. It's so oh, early for a quiz. It's a quiz. <laughs> I can feel math it's coming. Quiz. And everybody tunes into this because they like the quiz. Uh-huh. They want to see if you're going to go to palindrome. Remember that one? Yeah, I okay. do. What's a palindrome, Miriam? <laughs> That's when it is... The same forwards and backwards. Okay, very good, very good. So sometimes we go forwards and backwards here yeah, at the rescue mission. All the time. So all the time, regardless of what a palindrome really means. Sometimes we just spin. Yeah. So we had a first on the podcast last week, and that first was? We had a first on the podcast last week? Uh-huh, uh-huh, yes, yes, drum roll. It might be. Well, I you know, I don't know exactly how to say this. In a really nice way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. This is a rated I can tell G you, audience. Out here, I know. So be careful. <laughs> well, you know what? I know it was a really great experience. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And someone new was at the in the chair that you're use, usually in. Okay. And uh-huh. I don't know that she's been there before. That's true. In that chair. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. In okay. fact, she's kind of avoided that chair. You're getting closer and closer. Yeah, for good reasons. And so I think it was the first time our new executive director... Led the podcast. That's right. It was. Oh. And it was also the first time when women ruled. Yes, <laughs> women ruled. And for the record, we talked about some amazing things and neither one of us cried. We I had know. the tissue right there, ready to go. And that's probably why we were prepared. That's right. <laughs> I think when Josh was the first time I was gone, right? Okay, so mm-hmm. it was the first time we actually had somebody that was running the show here. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been watching the ratings. And so I'm, I'm hurt. Are you hurt? Uh-huh. I'm hurt. Yes. Uh-huh. You know, I don't want you to be hurt because it, it could have just been sympathy listens for us. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Or okay. it's the fact that we're actually on Facebook and share it. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I put some feelers okay, out. that's it. I ought to get on Facebook so I can prop up my ratings here. So. There you go. No, you guys, did, ladies, did a great job. It was good. If anybody really wants to hear... Lamanda, uh, you interviewed Miriam mm-hmm. about what she's doing here as deputy yes. director. It was just, uh, it was a great, a great oh, podcast. And so thank I can't you. remember where was I fun. was or why I wasn't here. But uh, anyway, um, I did listen and it was very nice. <laughs> thank it was you. Good. Thank you for being, first, yeah, one of our viewers. Ex- thank you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the first time you've actually listened to a podcast since you usually are participating in them? No. No, I, okay. I, You've listen, listened I listen, to some. I listen to see if maybe if I did something really stupid. So, you know, uh, but, <laughs> you know, I know uh, one of our board members, John, he has listened to every one of them. I know. You know, Isn't that which amazing? Is amazing. Yeah. He sets the bar really he high. He does. He does. I haven't done that well. So, <laughs> but anyway, well, thank you. And, and you guys did a great job last week. Uh, Lamanda, you are the executive director of Topeka Rescue Mission now for four and a half weeks. Yes. Mm. Can you believe it? Yeah. yeah. So, how's that feel? <laughs> Um, well, I'm still here. Uh-huh, you are. And uh-huh. so um, I'm telling everybody right now I'm in a race to catch up to Barry. So he had 36 years. In a day. I'm, yes, in a day. Well, actually not a whole day, but, you know, it's close. Half yeah. a day. <laughs> we'll call it. Um, and I'm at four and a half weeks. So, you know, we're getting there. Um, 
But man, no, it's been really good. I think, um, you know, I've said this before, but it's really just kind of unfolding um, just the way that I've been embraced. Um, and to me, that is um, not necessarily indicative of anything about me. It's it's the community support that's there for TRM. Mm-hmm. And that's really my heart in this. When I say thank you, it, it's not just a matter of um, me being the new executive director. It's a matter of knowing that the community is still rallying around the God work that our team does here. Um, and that that's not going to waver when there is transition. Um, and that's my hope, you know, I, I want to be here and, um, I really think that's why the Lord has called me to be here for the next 36 years. Uh, but I want TRM to be successful past me. And so, um, I'm just thankful that the community has embraced that and their support is at TRM so that TRM continues to thrive regardless of who the director is. Yeah, well said, uh, not about just what you're doing, but uh, setting stuff for the generation that comes after you, which is yes. quite a while from now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, that, that, that's awesome. You know, one of the things that, uh, has been fun, um, is to talk to people about how this all happened and just, <laughs> and we've talked about it on the podcast, so we're not going to go into all that today, yes. but it's just been, uh, given God the glory of how he showed us that, um, we were going to make a change and mm-hmm. you were going to be the person that comes along. And matter of fact, we're getting an opportunity here in the near future to mm-hmm. go to San Antonio yes. to be able to talk about what's called an unconventional leadership transition, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Yes. So talk about CityGate Network and what you've learned and what your involvement is already in that uh, Rescue Mission Association. Yes. So um, there are approximately 300 rescue missions that belong to the CityGate Network Association. And so when I look at it, I just kind of think it's um, it's a backbone um, of a network where um, we have a plethora of resources and people that we can contact when we have questions or to figure out um, maybe what some other rescue missions are kind of dealing with and some trends that they're seeing so that we can be prepared. And so last year was my first uh, conference to attend and Miriam and I got to go to that um, in Baltimore. And um, I really didn't know what to expect. I really just wanted to be a sponge. Um, For those that are listening that might not know, my background was in education. And so I just had transitioned from being a principal to the rescue mission. And so um, I really wanted to learn everything that I could. And then somehow that went from uh, me being a sponge to me being connected with um, a new group that they wanted to start called the Emerging Leaders. And so the heart behind this new group that CityGate Network has formed is realizing that there is kind of a missing gap in generations um, right now of who is leading rescue missions across you know the United States um, and the generations that we're bringing up to continue um, this godly leadership and stewardship of rescue. And so um, I went to attend. Actually, it was really late one night, the first meeting, and I told Miriam, I'm really kind of tired. I think I may just go to bed. And she said, no, you're not. (laughs) Um, She said, you are young and you're going to go and you're going to enjoy it. (laughs) And And, I'm going to take a nap. (laughs) Yes. And um, because it was for um, anybody 39 and under. And um, so I went. And was gone a couple hours and I came back and I said, okay, well now I'm co-leading the group. And she said, what? Um, so God has really just, um, given me favor on leadership, um, and networking. And I know that that is not for any personal gain. Um, that is so that I am emerging myself with like-minded believers. Um, and so that I can take 
the struggles, the challenges, the learning that's happening across the United States um, and and take that and learn from that so that we benefit our community. So, um, yes, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be presenting and, and Barry and I are doing that presentation. And I'm also doing a presentation for orientation. So anybody who is new to City like Gate Network, like myself, <laughs> um, will be kind of the first faces. Um, a couple of us from the emerging leaders, Matt and um, Jordan, which today is Jordan's birthday. He's out mm-hmm. in Virginia. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm thankful for them. Um, but we're going to be doing the orientation where we really just welcome people to the conference and um, just set the tone for um, people to be connecting with the Lord um, and also just any wisdom that comes their way for uh, their mission to bring back. So, And then we're also doing... <laughs> three sessions for the emerging leaders. Um, there's different discussions for those. And so five different presentations yeah, while yeah. we're there. Well, you're just going to kick back and enjoy the, <laughs> the river walk, right? No, yes, not at all. Not so much. You know, it's, it's really a phenomenal organization of all these different like-minded people doing things very differently based yes. upon where their city is, you know, Los mm-hmm. Angeles and Topeka, Kansas and Oklahoma city mm-hmm. and, um, um, Everywhere, everywhere, uh, Canada, Winnipeg, mm-hmm. uh, all coming together, and just hearing and learning and seeing what God has done in so many different ways. Uh, well over a thousand people will be there. We and just so found just, out last Friday that there's going to be someone there from Scotland. Scotland, yeah. Oh wow, yeah. isn't that amazing? It, it's just, just you know, I want to go to Scotland to a rescue mission. Me too. <laughs> I think we should arrange that. Needs, yeah, I know. Well, let's do San Antonio first. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See how that works. All right. It's another S. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, Miriam, um, you get to go on that trip as well. (laughs) And and so, Miriam, one of the things that uh, you're not teaching a class per se this time, but uh, you are going to intersect with a lot of people. One of the things that probably is going to be a hot topic is an area of supportive services that you oversee, Mm -hmm. and that's the trauma division here at Topeka Rescue Mission. And talk about some of the latest things that are happening um, in regards to trauma and what we're hoping to do here that might help other rescue missions as well. Sure. You know, trauma is just such, it is a real, definitely a hot topic, whether Mm -hmm. it's around educating our staff, paying attention to the trauma that they experience, whether it's paying attention closely to the trauma that our guests experience so we can better serve them. And one of those things is really taking a look at our shelters and making sure that they are friendly and warm and welcoming to folks who have experienced trauma. And it's been fascinating as our team has gone through this, that there are like things that can help with that, whether it's colors or how things look or how the lighting is or how accessible is information. So our team is really putting together this whole plan on how we'll look at redoing some of the things uh, to make our physical uh, facilities mm-hmm. a little bit more trauma friendly mm-hmm. or to help people not experience trauma just because they're here, right? right? Because right. it's so sterile and so clinical, mm-hmm. uh, but make it feel a little bit more warm and welcoming. So uh, they've got a big job ahead of them and they're doing a great a great thing. So the environment is important, yes. uh, the aesthetic environment, uh, yes. uh, what people feel, but it's also about what the staff know. Yes. And talk a little bit about what the trauma division, the TED group is doing. Sure. Uh, to equip our staff and volunteers. Sure. So we have trained, they have now trained, or if they haven't trained all of them, it's because people are new. They are training all of our staff mm-hmm. on to be trauma-informed, right? So that they know what to look for, what to expect from guests, and how to help them, help mm-hmm. guests if they're escalated or something like that, to really have a better understanding of, of how to keep things calm and really address the needs that 
um, all of our guests have. The interesting thing about it is it does also bring up different kinds of things that our staff has been through, mm-hmm. right? Because we have a lot of staff that have um, gone through trauma in their lives, both near and far away kind of things. And so helping them also be able to deal with their own needs and their own healing um, so that they can help others heal. There's secondary trauma that occurs when you've been around trauma. And so uh, all of our staff here have seen people who hurt Mm -hmm. extremely much in their lives and have. And and so we witness their trauma and then that trauma then can come our way if we haven't experienced our own trauma. We're going to be in trauma one way or the other. Law enforcement sees it. EMTC it. Absolutely. Medical people, firefighters, you name it. Right. And so now our teams are all trained and then they get to come back together once a month in small groups to kind of share their experiences, talk through different ways that they didn't know how to deal with something or mm-hmm. how because of how their training was mm-hmm. that they were able to uh, intervene in a more effective way. Yeah. So it's just, it's been amazing. And it really is a cultural kind of level change within our organization uh, to to approach our work in this way. That's awesome. It's it really, is awesome. Yeah, there's so many amazing things happening at Topeka Rescue Mission. Lamanda, you and I had an opportunity about a year ago um, to start processing mm-hmm. what it would look like now. Yes. And so some of the things we decided to do, it's time for some shifting, some changing in how different departments work and those mm-hmm. kind of things. And so uh, we processed out that it might be good to go from one system to the system that you have developed now with yes. deputy directors. Mm-hmm. And so talk about the deputy director system mm-hmm. and kind of what they oversee. And then uh, we have uh, our special guest here today who's our newest member of yes. Topeka Rescue Mission and is a deputy director. So talk about the deputy director piece and then we'll talk about James in a minute. Sure. Um, you know, Barry, you had such an effective system um, with the senior directors um, and those senior directors met every week and they were over specific parts of the mission um, and it worked well and you would get updates from them. And so um, when I came in, I realized like this is a system that needs to continue. Um, The only thing that I felt like maybe since we had some transition going on, we maybe we need to um, reallocate some of the departments and put them together so that some of them wouldn't feel like silos. They would be kind of a new team. And so so, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had Christian Stringfellow on here um, talking about how he is over both of our shelters now and, and just um, uh, his knowledge. And we've um, had Miriam on last week, my first time to interview her um, for the director of supportive services. And um, we've we've talked about all of that back support that we needed. And so. We felt like those things kind of made sense. Uh, What we started looking at, though, was what about what we do for the community? Um, What about our food service? Because our food service is not only important inside our kitchen, but they do so many things outside the kitchen. growing out of the community. Growing, big time, catering. (laughs) Um, And so it made sense. um, And we're going to have him on here in a couple of weeks. But um, so we promoted Chef Sean Hall. Um, to be the Deputy Director of Culinary Arts and Services. Um, And so we are keeping that heart and the foundation of um, home-cooked meals for our guests three times a day. Um, But then also saying, you know, God has blessed us. He's blessed us with a food trailer. We give out the community meals at night. um, And starting a hospitality training center, which more to come on that, but where we are taking people who... um, are wanting to learn some skills and realizing that the food industry everywhere, especially in our community, um, needs staffing. Um, And we're willing to step up and say, hey, 
If we've got some restaurants that want to partner with us, we're going to give you good candidates for applicants and we're going to go with that. And so he's doing, we're starting this and, and catering just so many things. And so, um, I knew that he needed to be a decision maker. He needed to be at that table because when you look at our mission, um, it's all about uh, feeding and sheltering. Mm -hmm. And so um, excited to add him. And then the other piece was um, some of our departments that, yes, they serve internal purposes, but they also serve external purposes. And how can we um, make this independent teams a bigger team? Um, where we interfaced more and worked together. And so that's what developed kind of our community department. Um, and so that includes our distribution center. That includes our street reach and the mobile access partnership um, um, parts. And then we also had the human trafficking intervention. Um, and I knew that that's what the Lord had kind of said to do, but I didn't have a person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Barry was that person for a little bit. Thank you, Barry, yeah, for being able welcome. to help um, <laughs> with that. And um, he, Barry kind of supervised and started that and started meeting with them weekly and said, okay, what are going to be some of our systems that cause ourselves to interact and, and those kinds of things. And um, we began interviewing for who needed to be that deputy director. Um to which dun, da, 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 mm -hmm. um, Mr. James Chislam um, came into the picture. And um, I'm going to let him talk with you, Barry, in just a minute, just about his um, extensive background and um, skills and assets. Um, but the thing that didn't, I, I love those things about James, and everybody's going to hear that and those skill sets. Um, but what you really want to listen to um, is James, his impeccable devotion to people um, and how he does not want to have any obstacle or challenge or barrier stand in the way of someone receiving healing, grace, forgiveness. Um, and he just does it in such a compassionate way. Um, and so I was tough on him. We did two interviews and a phone conversation, lots of emails because I'm protective mama hen of, of TRM. Um, but that's just what shown through every time that we, we talked. And, um, so I could not be, uh, more proud. Can I say that? Cause I know we're not supposed mm. to have pride, but yeah. you know what I mean? Godly, uh, godly pride, godly pride, yeah. um, to have James, um, walk beside me and, and the other deputy directors and decisions that we make and, and challenges that we face, um, not just because of his skill set, but because of his heart. Very well said. Now, James, can you live up to all that? Of course you can. Welcome to our community, our mission. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. He James. also likes to be in the background, if right. you can't I, tell. I was just so, about to say that. I, uh -huh. I, I do it humbly. Uh -huh. So, yes, and you, you do that. James, uh, you and I have uh, gotten acquainted over the years, over the years um, yes. around housing issues. Yes. Uh, and you've had a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of different things that you have done uh, before you came to the Kansas Housing Resource uh, Corporation. Right. And uh, talk about what you were doing in that regard, because from my lens, you were like the guru of grants for housing across the state of Kansas and so for the homeless. And so uh, talk about how you became the guru. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll attempt to do that. I uh, started with Kansas Housing Resources Corporation as the emergency shelter grant program manager. Mm -hmm. 
So what that entailed was to manage the emergency solutions grant for the state of Kansas. That grant contained uh, funding for emergency shelters, Mm -hmm. for rapid rehousing to house people that were homeless. Um, It also had outreach, street outreach for money that for people to put together teams to go out on the streets and engage homeless individuals and our homeless neighbors um, with funding services uh, to try to help them get into shelter and into permanent housing. It also included um, homeless prevention. That was where we provided funding, rental assistance, um, all kinds of things for individuals that were on the verge of being evicted. So we tried to stave off eviction by providing funding for them um, in case management. Where did all that funding come from, Gene? That was uh, from the HUD. It was federal funds from the um, filtered into the state of Kansas and then into KHRC. So Uh Kansas Kansas Housing is the receiver of federal housing grants for the state of Kansas. Okay, they do a lot of different things with housing, and I was the homeless person. Mm-hmm. So anything related to homelessness uh, for federal grants for the state, that's that's what I managed. Do you guess how many different entities, cities, organizations you worked with in that regards into those Whoa, ESG funds? There was a lot. A lot, uh, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. each, uh, we, we pri- primarily managed about, it got up to about $1.5 million annually, mm-hmm. and we put grants out, and usually it was about 25 to 30 cities or counties applied, and that entailed different organizations for each city. So it could have been about 50 to 60 agencies at one time that provided and so, funding for So it. you had a lot of different contacts. Um, you had you got to know a lot about those different agencies. Yes, I did. And you got a lot to know a lot about the regulations and the rules Absolutely. and the, the good and the bad of government funding. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was just a way of life for me. Sure. Um, and that's how I met you, because I would continuously say, hey, Topeka has a lot of um, people that would benefit from these funds. And I said the Topeka Rescue Mission is always at the forefront of helping people. So and I generally to, I said thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, you did. You did. You did. <laughs> um, so I kept, I kept going. I kept <laughs> yes, going. you did. Yes, I you kept did. asking. Yeah. Um, and you were very instrumental uh, when uh, uh, Misty, uh, oh, Bosch Hastings yes. was uh, working with us in Vallejo, and at that time she was with K Dads. Absolutely, and we were talking about how can we get a shower out to the uh, unsheltered homeless, and that's kind of where this whole map thing started. That's and where it started. So Misty wasn't with us at this time, which no. she is today in our right. in our uh, housing stabilization program and much more. And you weren't either, but you're both here now, and we so are. yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's just amazing. so that's a, it that's really amazing. is amazing to 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 see that. Well, James, what what inspired you to want to help the homeless uh, in the first place in regards to housing and other things? Um, just, I just felt like it needed to happen. When um, back in October after COVID, I decided to retire. Um, I think it was compassion overload. I, I just became so overwhelmed with uh, the need, having the funds. And I said, well, it's time for me to maybe retire. I had been there 12, 13 years. Mm-hmm. So I retired and decided I wanted to continue to do something on a volunteer basis. So one day I just happened to call Misty because I was trying to help another friend of mine that um, needed some 
some disability information. And I know Misty works at, worked at KDAS and she knew about SOAR and disability. So I, in conversation with her, I said, well, Misty, do you need, need some volunteers down at the mission? Because she was doing housing and that was my background with rapid rehousing. She said, sure we do. She said, well, who do you have in mind? I said, well, me. She said, of course, come on down. And so <laughs> I did the application and came down and I was volunteering with the housing department for Tuesdays and Thursdays. And that was kind of like the highlights of my week. Uh, I'd give a couple hours, come down and go out with uh, the case managers over there and take food and some joy and uh, some spirit to the people that were homeless and talk to them about other needs they had. And I was having a good time. And then one day, Misty said, well, James, uh, I was asked to see if you would like to have a job. I said, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just retired. <laughs> I said, I, I really like doing what I'm doing. I like volunteering because I could pick my own hours, and I had lost all concept of time. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get up early in the morning, and I didn't stay up late at night. I just went to sleep when I was tired. Um, Unless you were working on your car, Unless right? I was working yes. on my car, of course. I did that. That was a priority. Um, so I said, Misty, I would come and work for you. If I could work at the housing, uh, for Rappery Housing, I would definitely come. And that wasn't that wasn't what God <laughs> wanted for me. That's right. <laughs> that wasn't what God wanted for me. You got me. part of it right. I'll come. Yeah. But just yeah. Not the- I said, I'm here. I said, um, I, I come for free. I would definitely work for you mm-hmm. um, if you wanted me to uh, whenever you needed, needed me. But that wasn't what was supposed to happen. Right. So um, I had never met Lamanda. <laughs> I'd heard about Lamanda. Um, but she said, well, Lamanda wants to talk to you. So, of course, I got called in to talk to Barry and Lamanda. <laughs> the and principal's office. The principal's <laughs> office. Yeah, but it was, I was a volunteer, so it was no pressure. Yeah, you're okay like, then. Yeah. I was like, okay, what do you want to talk about? Um, and then Lamanda said, would you like to be in charge of our street reach program, our distribution center, and our human trafficking. I said, no, (laughs) (laughs) I'd Uh like to work with them. Uh I said, "Um, but I don't know, we'll see. And I think when LaManna said she prayed about it, I was praying about it. And Mm -hmm. then before we met the next time, something told me, compelled me to Mm -hmm. say, say yes to whatever Uh LaManna asked you to do because I wanted to be here. Um, mm-hmm. Being exposed to TRM is something that was, if you could think of all the things you wanted to be able to do when you're working at housing with the federal regulations, um, if you could think of an agency that could do all the things you needed to do and knew would need to happen, TRM is that place. Because here, we just provide what people need mm-hmm. and what God gives us, we give it to people. And, mm-hmm. and it was like, I'd never done that before. I had never been a part of an agency that could do all the things that was needed to help people in, in need. So when Amanda came back, I was ready. I said, well, whatever you ask me, I'm going to say yes. It was, just, it was just pretty easy. And I said, here's my long list, and the scroll unfolded. Huh? I, I paused for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but I said, yes, whatever you need me to do. And I, I kept saying yes, but I was thinking, are you sure? But I kept saying yes. I kept nodding yes, and I'm just like the podcast today. I said, I don't know if I want to do a podcast, but whatever you want me to do. That's, that's what we it. love about you, brother. We do. I'll do it. You know, James, you were in a very strategic position with KHRC um, to help all of these ESG funds to get to the right place, the right way, measuring outcomes and all those kind of things. So it's a very powerful, um, important um, 
position and, and activity in our nation to help the homeless. Absolutely. Um, not that that wasn't valuable. Um, it was very valuable. But here you're in a place now that's on the ground. Mm-hmm. Talk about how valuable that is to you personally. To me personally, it's, it's like if I go out and I talk to individuals, I ask them, what do they need? How can we help you? If, it, if, if they are hesitant because they see us as people trying to interject what we want them to have, mm-hmm. I just say, well, I just want to be your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't need anything, if you see us, if you can think of anything, stop us and ask us and we'll do it. And one of the things that I, I've always compelled myself to do is follow through with what I say I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. And so I, I had to question Amanda a couple of times. I said, can I do that? She says, if, if your heart says that's what you need to do, mm-hmm. then that's what you do. And, and I tested that and it was, it was true. Mm-hmm. So we've been able to help people at the level that they need. If we don't do anything but smile at them mm-hmm. and go out and say hi, um, that's what we do. I've been exposed to some amazing people in the departments that I now manage. Um, all the departments here, everywhere I go at TRM, people are doing amazing things. Yes. And all I want to do is be a part of that. Mm-hmm. So when and you when, are, when people <laughs> say I'm I'm that way, I don't see myself that. I see every encounter as a new, a new thing. It's not a continuation of somebody else's. What can I do for that person today? If you were going to describe Topeka Rescue Mission to somebody who has never been here, uh, whether they be a person in need or whether they be a donor, potential mm-hmm. volunteer, whatever, how would you describe Topeka Rescue Mission to them? I would say it's a wonderful place. That's where I would start. And then if I was questioned about why it's wonderful, I said for me it's because of the way I feel when I'm there. Um I have yet to meet anybody that has caused me to feel uh, uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Everybody's welcoming. And me being the skeptic, skeptical person that I am, I always think to myself, is this real? Is this true? <laughs> What's um, a game? <laughs> and, and it is real. Yeah. Um, and then I get to work. I just do what I need to do. Um, today I was over at the distribution center. Today is uh, Tuesday. So people are in line getting things. So I grab a cart and get right my little sticker and I go out and give, and I just love to say good morning to people. It's mm-hmm. raining today. I'm out there and I just say, hi, here's your, what's your name? And here's your food. And mm-hmm. is there anything else? And how are you today? And God bless you. And, and they are just so happy. So it makes me happy. Yeah. Um, and, and for a moment, I don't have to worry about any of the things that I worry about when I leave here. I can just live in the moment, and that's what I love about TRM. If you want to come here and you want to help people, no matter what department you go in, you'll find that. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's uh, people think that I help people, but people help me. Um, it is a two-way road. It is definitely a two-way road. I mean, um, anybody you come in contact with, I, I try to learn from them. So, James, we, we combined um, – the human trafficking interventions uh, arena, our distribution services, our outreach, whether street reach or map, all together underneath this one umbrella um, to be able to um, work together more effectively. That's a pretty big load for you to oversee. Um, What does that feel like to you at this point? I know you're still pretty new, but 
how do you how do you feel about that? I feel better today than I did a couple of weeks ago. Um, one of the things that, that that I have to do is just learn what those different departments do. Um, and if you think about when somebody's homeless or in need, where do you start? You start with providing them what they need immediately. And so it's food, it's a, it's a hug from outreach, or it's an intervention from human trafficking. If somebody's um, surviving a, abuse or fleeing from violence, um, we're right there to help them. Mm-hmm. And so all three of those departments are the, the, the hands and, and feet of Jesus. Like mm-hmm. Lamanda was telling me, that's, that's the first contact. And that's what people are going to see TRM as if they're contacted by those three different departments. That's, that's the, the open arms. And, and the mobile access partnerships out there in the rain today. They're out there mm-hmm. in the rain with today. People, yes, the folks are. at the distribution center are out there. Yes, they maybe are. Maybe with an umbrella, putting food in people's yes, cars are. who mm-hmm. are in need and those kind of things. Um, it, it really is. Uh, those of us who've been here for a while, uh, like me, step back. <laughs> and now I have a better understanding of how I can actually not feel like I have to own it. But step back and appreciate it, mm-hmm. and it's amazing what it goes amazing. on at this 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 Topeka this Rescue Mission. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. amazing. I mean, Miriam, you've said that you've been here five years now. Yeah, and uh, you came from uh, directing two nonprofits and the uh, Chamber of Commerce out in California and those kind of things. And this is a big, uh, big and Im- incredible place, and continues to be right. Yeah. So you'd think that maybe in the first year I'm going to feel that way. No, it's five years, and I still feel that way every single day. That there is just something really special about the Topeka Rescue Mission and all that is done. It's it's like no other place I've ever been. It's something about, you know, the, the world faces natural problems. I mean, everywhere we look, there's a natural problem. I say natural, there's hunger and there's abuse and there's uh, poverty and there's homelessness and there's wars and you name it. Those are natural problems. They happen on this earth. Topeka Rescue Mission faces all of, well, maybe not wars, fortunately, <laughs> but uh, the wars that go on inside of people for yes. sure, but but not wars against each other. But yet um, we get a chance and an opportunity to tap into supernatural here and just that God presence that th- there's something that God's doing. There's something is, but not, not like it's only here, it's everywhere. Right. But sometimes people don't get to see it. It can be in Government grants with housing. There's the you know that's not that's not a, a exclusive that God doesn't work right. in that arena. At Topeka Rescue Mission, we get a chance to say, okay, God, um, you've told us to love our neighbors ourselves and and to reach out to the poor and the hungry and and to minister to them and the broken and the suffering, and we acknowledge Him in that, and we get a chance to sense that God's on the move, and that's what's exciting. And you know we get to see it, and and I know it happens other places, and I don't know if it's just that it's the atmosphere here that allows us to be more open to seeing what God is doing, but we can see it every single day, you know, in all of the things that He does, whether it's that we think we need something for someone and it shows up. I mean, it's just it's sort of remarkable, and yet we kind of have come to expect it because it just continues to happen, but we don't lose our awe that it continues to happen. Right. right? We continue to be in wonder that he is just so good and so faithful in helping us help others. I don't remember if it was Spurgeon or, um, 
Moody or somebody said at one time years ago, you um, not to devalue the church, not to say that at all. But he says, you can take your churches with your tall steeples, but give me a rescue mission one yard from hell. And um, yeah, there's hell. There is suffering and there is sadness and there's brokenness and there's desperation. But yet God goes there. That's where Jesus went when he was walking on the earth. That's what we get a chance to see. Uh, that in the midst of all, of all of the sadness and the brokenness is that we're, people are not alone. And he uses agents like you, James, who have said yes to come along and to touch people's lives and to be that representation. Not that he's up in heaven, you know, with his arms folded and going, I want to see how he does. Uh, he actually is with you, working through you, and loving through you, and it's making a difference. Lamanda, um, you picked a great team for your deputy directors, and, yes. and James uh, kind of capstones that mm-hmm. to bring in that that fourth director. What do you um, hope that um, is going to happen going forward? And again, you've uh, almost five weeks as the mm-hmm. director of the rescue mission. Uh-huh. So what are you hoping in, in the days ahead as you understand the best that uh, – we can about the economy, about the explosion of homelessness in the country um, with uh, a lot of uncertainty. We don't know people are going to be able to continue to financially do what they've done. Um, businesses are closing down. Different things are happening. What, what do you hope for with Topeka Rescue Mission and its, its place here in this community and obviously connections beyond that um, will happen um, under your directorship? <clears throat> I think first and foremost, um, my prayer is that is starting with the deputy director team, um, that we are so united um, that nothing breaks that unity um, and that we become united through scripture, through prayer, um, through the low times um, where we can come together and hold on to each other make decisions, um, that it's not just about being a team when things are great. Um, so I think that really that example starts with my deputies of saying, we are in this, we are present, we're not quitting, doesn't matter what comes our way. Um, we are committed to one another's leadership and we are committed to every staff member here at TRM and committed to those in our community who need it. Um, there is so much uncertainty right now. Um, even my own family has seen um, just the um, impact that groceries can be, gas can be, all of those things. Um, and, and we are a two-person working family. Um, and so really, I think just um, relying on God to show us um, not only what the challenges are going to be so that we can prepare but also trusting that he is going to continue to provide. Um, And that provision comes one and and foremost um, from our prayer warriors that are all across this world praying for the Topeka Rescue Mission. Um, And I know that. We feel that. We get um, notes about that, you know, and and that's not a coincidence. That is God laying on the hearts of people all over to cover the Topeka Rescue Mission, our community um, for protection or, or whatever we're going to face. I think the next thing is um, really being realistic. Um, we are on the verge of a food crisis. Um, we are looking at um, an increase in cost 
that directly impact families? Well, what's that going to look like? Um, is that going to increase our numbers of fam- families and people who are struggling? Is that going to increase the car loads that are coming on Tuesdays and Thursdays to the distribution center because they need help and maybe they've not needed help before? You know, Barry, I don't know what all we're going to face. We can track it. We can look at what's going on around the world. We can look at cities that are comparable to ours. But what I do know is that if we need more food, I know God's going to provide more food. I know that if we need um, more donations to buy whatever is going to be needed for those things, God's going to touch the hearts of donors. Um, so I'm prepared. I'm, I'm prepared with my team to devote everything that I can to them, um, that we're going to be able to weather whatever comes our way. Um, and we're not going to do it on our own. We're going to do it by the strength of the Lord. Um, I also think that there's um, the community, you know, faces pockets of division um, in places. Um, and sometimes we get bogged down with things that really they don't matter. Um, and it can be simplified by just loving and respecting that person that's next to you. And so I have an expectation of my team to model that, to say we don't get, you know, um, bogged down into what we think about people or these disagreements or if we don't agree with this. We are called to serve our community. And I want my deputies and myself to be different. I want people to look at us and say, man, the patience they have or their response to opposition or their faith, it's just different so that we can say it is different. We're different because of him. Yeah, and not just, just different to be different, but different to make a difference. Correct. Yeah, that's, that's, that's who Jesus is and what our, what our Heavenly Father is uh, helping us. He's not uh, a God of catch-up. He's a God that goes before us. And uh, so we catch up mm-hmm. to him. And uh, he's already got things in mind. Uh, James, when we met a number of years ago, uh, you didn't know and I didn't know that you'd be here <laughs> on a podcast. No, I did. 2022. No, I did. But uh, you're, uh, we, we do appreciate you and yes. appreciate the fact that God uh, gave you all those experiences. And we didn't talk about all the ones before KHRC, right. but right. Uh, all kinds of experiences in your life to get you to here today to be yes. a part of this team. Uh, to be able to go out and, and do what you're doing. You, you you oversee, but you also get a chance to actually touch the face of those that God sends our way. So welcome and thank, thank you. you. Uh, thank we're excited. Uh, LaManda, almost five weeks now. Ooh, into five weeks. Your deal. Miriam, five years. Five years. And, uh, five, and, it's a good number. It's I, a good number. And I quit counting. So uh, <laughs> anyway, so um, thank you all. And uh, thank you for listening to our community, our mission. If you'd like more information about the Topeka Rescue Mission Ministries, you can go to TRM online.org trmonline.org matter of fact it's an interactive website so you can ask questions there have a dialogue with somebody not 24-7 but they'll get back to you as soon as possible to be able to do a chat on there and see videos and understand the scope of what your investment in helping those people in our community does so thank you for listening to our community our mission